Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. So I want to thank first my loyal listeners who have been joining me, listening to the show as I provide information from a therapeutic perspective to individuals that may be going through some things, dealing with some things, may not know how to talk about some things. And this platform is designed to help individuals or assist individuals with life issues that many individuals deal with on a day-to-day basis, but yet find ways or feel perhaps to think that, you know what, is there anyone out there that cares? Is there anyone out there that I can share with? Is there anyone out there that will even listen to what I have to say? And this show is designed as a platform to assist because you never know who's listening. You never know who's out there that you may actually, as you're sharing, be able to assist in more ways than others that may help dig individuals out of holes that you perhaps didn't even know that even existed. Now, last week... We talked about stress, and we talked about stressors and stress management, and the topic on Tuesday was entitled, Too Blessed to be Stressed. Now, when I had Dr. Tuck on the show, and we were talking about that, something popped into my brain, and I'm like my grand, like my grandson, well, my brain said, or something, <laughs> so... I'm going to say something popped into my brain to help, and it it gave me this idea of, you know, when we talk about stress and we talk about stress management, and I know that stress can kill, and there are different stressors that some individuals may not even be aware of because stress can be good stress. Like I said, this is the month of June. We're about to enter into July. Some individuals have graduated high school, college, the graduation was an achievement, but yet it is considered a stressor. Some individuals are getting married. Getting married could be a wonderful thing. However, planning for a wedding can be very stressful. So there's a lot of things that when we talk about having a baby, can be a wonderful thing, a gift from God, but it can be very stressful. <laughs> A promotion. Many individuals talk about, well, I want to make more money. I want to do this in my job. I want to do that at my job. I want to start a business. can be great, but can be stressful. Those are some of the things that are good stress. Then we got bad stress. Losing a job. Dealing with the death of a loved one. Dealing with the breakup of a relationship. Being told that you have some health-related issues. Dealing with a kid or an adult child that may have a mental health issue or a substance abuse or addictive behaviors or addictive personality, those are some of the things that could be very, very stressful and can perhaps be what we call bad stressors. Now, we know that stress can be used to motivate individuals, and some stress can be used to break people down, meaning it can become overwhelming and too much. Now, I want, I'm not going to say I thrive on stress, but as I'm sitting here, I've got my phone in my hand, 
I'm still posting the show. Hopefully I won't keep posting, posting, posting and lock myself out of Facebook because Jeanette don't remember her password half the time, and that's what happened the last time I kind of got myself kicked off. I got my password to Facebook, and that could be very stressful because I should not have waited to the last minute. And I've been saying for the past seven years that I'm going to stop waiting to the last minute, and I do it anyway, procrastination. But when we start talking about good stress versus bad stress, and we're going to be talking about that today, as well as what are some of the common stressors that most individuals stress over, today we're going to be talking about unnecessary stress. Now, we talk about unnecessary stress, and this is what I posted on Facebook. And I said, stress, or posted on Blog Talk Radio, should I say the webpage, stress is something that many individuals deal with on a day-to-day basis. We're going to have some stuff that we got going on, whether we want to or not, whether we want to admit to it or not, whether we can identify it as a stressor or not. We all got some stuff we either going through, been through, or we go go through. However, it is a known fact that many individuals deal with stressors that are unnecessary. You got to learn how to separate your stuff from somebody else's stuff. Now, I'm a therapist, and even being a therapist and listening to individuals in regards to what they are going through, coming up with treatment plans, setting goals, doing interventions, helping individuals get off drugs, alcohol, be healthy relationships, help them to be able to identify some of the things that are going on in their life and give them skills and tools, Lord, that can be stressful because they say that a therapist needs a therapist. So I just thank God that I've got people in my life that can fill those roles sometimes because sometimes I can't tell them everything or that I have a way out where I don't let a lot of the stress of the world wear me down because stress can kill. It can lead to a lot of chronic illnesses and diseases. It can affect individual mentally as well as physically. So sometimes I was sitting here and I'm looking, my son sent me a text message and every time I hear from him, I'll be like, ooh, just leave me alone. <laughs> he won't do it. I think he likes trying to stress me out, but that's okay. So i got to call it on. Let me log this call it on because I want to hear what this person has to say, too. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Today's topic is unnecessary stress. What is your name, and what would you like to add to this topic? My name, hello, first of all, my name is Carolyn, and I would like to add to it that I have some unnecessary stress that I don't know how to get rid of. Okay. Well, you know what? And it sounds like you are a first-time caller, and I want to thank you. I'm sitting here now just putting the stuff, and I'm just posting and posting as I'm talking, and like, ooh, Jeanette, why did you do this? It's like that kind of stress kind of, I don't want to say hype me up, but I need to stop that because that's unnecessary. So thank you for calling. I appreciate you. And I am a licensed therapist. So when you talk about you got some stress that's unnecessary, what is the stressor that you have identified 
that you got to the point where you're like, you know what, this ain't even necessary. Mm-hmm. I keep trying to improve on a situation that I keep bumping my head on, and I've actually hit the wall this time, and I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. You, I'm just you know tired. What? That is very interesting because I used to have a friend. I called him I used to have a friend because that friend was unnecessary. <laughs> because he was <laughs> out, and I'm like, mm-mm, your issues are not my issues. I am not going to let you stress me out. But he had this one thing, and I learned a lot from being around him and talking to him. He used to tell me, keep bumping your head to the white meat. And I would think about the white Ooh. meat. And once that layer is off and you put some peroxide on it and it starts bubbling up. And, it, uh-huh. oh, and another thing I learned from this guy, and I don't think he listened, if he was listening, he'll probably be like, you know what, Jeanette, you owe me for that. He said, and he taught me whose problem is this. Is it your problem or my problem? A lot of times we are so busy trying to fix and work out other people's problems, that ain't ours. That's not necessary. So sometimes we want things for people that they don't want for themselves. So give me a little bit of information, if you don't mind sharing without name details, because, I mean, you you don't have to put your business out there like that. But what is the stress factor? That you said you're tired. <laughs> so they said when you get sick and tired, you go do something about it. Ooh, I am wow. Without putting all my business out there, I'll, I'll put it out there. Hey, we all go through issues. So I've been married for eight years, and I am ready to live my life. Period. Mm-hmm. I didn't sign up for what I got. It was good in the beginning, now it's not, and mm-hmm. I'm trying not to be a B-I-T-C-H, but I'm mm-hmm. being pushed that way to just like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, this is what you want me to be like, this nice, sweet person that I am? You're going to turn me into something that you don't want to see, and that's, what, that's where I'm at with bumping my head. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, let me say this to you as a therapist. Never let a person bring you out of character. Once you retire that person, the B-I-T-C-H, I say call me a Miss B-I-T-C-H. So <laughs> put some respect on it. <laughs> yeah, I bet okay. I put some respect on it. So do not allow yourself to even go there. I was talking to a lady who used to be my roommate at one point, and I was talking about my grandson, how my grandson called me one time and said, Granny, my granny is a gangster. I'm like, I ain't never been no gangster. Where the hell he get I'm a gangster from? Oh. Granny, you a gangster. No, I'm not a gangster. So a lot of times <clears throat> being the oldest, being married, wearing certain roles, it puts certain responsibilities on us. And those responsibilities should not be stressors or stress-related because, like, you're talking about a marriage, and tomorrow I'm going to be talking about because it dropped in my spirit talking about a helpmate. Because sometimes we get ourselves caught up in situations in a partnership that we don't just become the helpmate, we become everything. And I'm like, look, I can't take all of this. I didn't sign up for all of this. And so it is going back and reevaluating a marriage 
to determine if it's worth it. You don't have to turn into the B-I-T-C-H. I had a person tell me one time, and I was cracking up, because I'm a type of therapist. I use my personality, my wit. I'm very articulate. I'm knowledgeable in a lot of areas. But I'm a cuss, because I'm like my grandson sometimes. I like to cuss, say bad words. I was mm-hmm. talking to person, and the person said she was so pissed. She was trying to do everything, being civil, trying to co-parent, parallel parent, whatever she had to do. That was in the best interest of her child. The woman mm-hmm. had me cracking up. The woman said, he woke the bitch up, and I can't put her back to sleep. Oh, right. <laughs> hey, hey, yes. The door is being knocked on. The door is being knocked on. Trust me, it is. It has been for a while. I just haven't opened it. Got you, but it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Because if you wake the bitch up, what if you can't put the bitch back to sleep, and now they're going to see you as the bitch, and then you become the problem, and they minimize or they project or they blame you for something that was not your stuff or you didn't sign up for this. And see, relationships, I I like listening to a lot of different things on YouTube. R.C. Blake. And R.C. Blake had a show one time, and he said something about relationships are like roller coasters, like like the playground. You got your seesaw, you got your merry-go-round, you got your swings, you got your slides. And I started relating that to some of the things that happen in a relationship, and that is true. Some things we don't sign up for, but some things if we are married to that person and that's our covenant, and we've taken these vows, and I'm not. And, and there are some deal breakers. Some things are some deal breakers, but you've got to go back and think about my role, my responsibility. Is this person willing to do this? Would this person do this for me? Are we growing? Are we stuck? Are you taking me for granted? What is the issue? If it's something that's workable, and you can work it out by communicating. I tell people you got to be proactive, talking about issues before they become an issue. Reactive is when you react to a situation, and radioactive is don't touch subjects. That's when you walk around with the B-I-T-C-H hat on, you know, and you don't want mm-hmm. that because I'm a, that will probably stress you out even more. It causes more stress than to be able to process things. And even if you can't resolve it, or if you can solve it, you do your best you can. But if you've done the best you can and ain't nothing else you could do about it, sometimes you do got to wash your hands with it because mm-hmm. you don't want stuff on your body eating you up and tearing you up. Okay? Yeah. Now, yeah. if it's that bad where it's not salvageable or there's no reconciliation, still leave in peace. Mm-hmm. You I'm know, there. I am, and I should have had mine. I got a, a ex-husband. It's been an ex-husband for over thirty some years, right? And I remember when we married, we were young. We were like in our twenties, and he had a child. Well, he had a girl pregnant. I had never experienced that before. So I thought, you know what? I got two kids. Why judge this man because the girl is pregnant? Da da da. I had the stepchild from hell. He had to what? 
I call it the stepchild from hell. That little at the girl by the time that little girl was two, who we who we me and her mama didn't get along, the mama and the daddy didn't get along, but I did the best I could. But the child was being influenced by the mother, and oh. I never. I went to him and I said, in order to save our marriage, what would you want me to do? He said, ain't nothing you could do. Marriage was over. Mm-hmm. He raised his daughter. She blamed another child on him. The woman told me one day I went out, she told me, so I told him the girl was pregnant again. He didn't believe me. I found out she was pregnant. She put that one in his name, too. And then oh. told him after I turned 18, that ain't your child. But I wasn't going to deal with that stress. Mm-hmm. So that woman told me one time, every child I have go have that last name. What? Responsibility. That don't mean I'm going to take care of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. But I had to look at things from his perspective. His perspective was because he grew up in a blended family home, he never wanted his child to feel like she wasn't loved or and so I understood his position. But to this day, him and I are still friends. We still mm-hmm. talk. We still communicate. The child grew up, she did have some mental health issues, which I knew she was gonna have some mental health issues. I saw that when she was a kid and I wasn't even a therapist then. But it didn't take me out of character. I never wanted any harm done by the child, but when that child, I was like, I didn't sign up for this. This is just too much for me. Give me one second. Yeah. I'm on radio. <laughs> no, today is Monday. It started at 2, so you might as well call in. Today's topic is unnecessary stress. You already on the air now anyway. Unnecessary stress. <laughs> Some mm-hmm. So you might as well call in. So if you're on Facebook and you're listening, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because if you call my phone, I'm going to put you on the air. (laughs) That's the way you do it. When we talk about something that's unnecessary, and you're talking about your marriage, and like I said, a marriage has a high, it has a low. When you said, I didn't sign up for this, what do you mean by that? I didn't sign up for... His kids not liking us, not liking me, um, another woman, finances, you name it, and I've been through it. Okay. I'm a, I'm That's a right what I mean by I didn't sign up with, I didn't show, sign up for all this. Un- mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, let I me, let me, when I say I didn't. Let me, let me take some notes right quick. You said. I might need to come sit on your couch, girl. <laughs> okay, his kids not liking us. Okay, how old is how old are his kids? His kids is he has three daughters, one son, and they're all in their I want to say early forties. Oh wow! Okay, these are they didn't people. like me from the start. Okay, but here it is. Hmm. That's what their problem. That ain't your problem. Now, right, I know. Realize that the emptiness, if he got three girls and one boy 
and they're in their early 40s and they don't like us, meaning they don't like you and him, that's something he's going to have to deal with with his kids because what happened in these situations is there's a loyalty thing. They may be afraid that if they start liking you or showing that they like you, I don't know how long he's been with their mother. They may oh, and not want to. They what? She's deceased. Okay. So they may not feel, even with their mother being deceased, they may not want to feel as if they're being unloyal to their mom. And if their mom is deceased, they should want their dad to be happy and live. Uh-uh. Nope. But sometimes people don't know how to do that because it becomes an entitlement issue. It's a, all we got is our daddy and you trying to take him from us. Now, how is he handling the situation? Um, They wrote him off, and he wrote them off. Okay, but that's not always a good way of handling conflict, because the conflict nope. don't get away, go away. Just because he may have written them off by saying, they grown, I don't want to have nothing to do with them, that's what you call radioactive topic. Because how long has their mother been deceased? Uh, oh, maybe 12 years, 11, 8, 9, 11, 11, about 11 years. Okay, so his mom, their mom been deceased for 11 years. How long have you been married? Eight. Okay, so you've been married to him for eight years. So you got married to him after the mother passed away. Yes, and, I did. Okay, and then Dylan, because you don't sound, you sound like you in your 40s yourself by listening to your nope. voice. I'm okay. in my 50s, so my late 50s. Okay. Got you. Okay. So with that being said, there may they may they uh, there may be some fears, some insecurities, some of you know they may have had this either this relationship with him that they feel intimidated by you about. Um, Deal wrote, how long have they been together before they got married? That's what she wanted to know. So one of the callers or one of the people listening said, how long were you together before you got married? Me and him were together. We first met years before we got married, and he was married. So we was both married, but we mm-hmm. wasn't with our spouses. Mm-hmm. So he had, been married with his, he had been married with his deceased wife for about 38 years, I want to say. Okay, not, okay, so he was with his wife for 38 years, and you guys met mm-hmm. when y'all both were married, and then things happened yes. in life, y'all back together or whatever the case may be after y'all put together before. So her question was, how long were you together before you married him? Even A little say, over less than, two, less than two years we were together okay, before so we got, got married. Years. Okay, two years knowing each other. Then you got married. You've been married for eight years. That's a total of ten years. And his kids are in their forties. And one of the persons wrote on Facebook, so that's why they don't like her. Now, do you think that they may know something about you guys' relationship before you got married? If he was with his wife at the time, do they? You think they view you as the other woman or a side chick? What one of them do? Yes. There was a there was there was a confrontation with one of them that one of the oldest daughters the oldest daughter came over to see her dad and there was a there was a confrontation between me and her 
and she wanted to know without the other woman waiting for their mom to die. And I told her exactly what she wanted to know. I was an open book. I said, ask me whatever you want to know right in mm-hmm. front of him. I had no reason to lie to her at all. Mm-hmm. I I just wanted us to still, I wanted him to still have a relationship with his kids, even though we were married. And before we got married, I met his three daughters without him, and he didn't know about it. And that was, whew, that was a disaster. I, I left with knives and gadgets and everything oh. else in my back. It was not nice. Well, let me say this. Part of what I'm hearing is the process of their grief. And for the daughter to make that statement, meaning, was you with him waiting on our mom to die? So when people grieve, they go through different stages. They go through the denial, the anger, the bargaining, the acceptance, the guilt, and then the hope. So because they don't have a mother now, so they say in the, in the real life, it got projected onto you. And nobody is going to just wait on somebody to die because sometimes when the husband is grieving his wife's death, he may act things out, and by you being there, it may have served as a comforter to him, but Mm -hmm. they're angry because they had to go through what their, their mother's passing. Now, um, the deal said, well, she needs to apologize and ask to start over. Have you tried to meet with the kids, the adult kids? Yes. Yes, I have. I tried to set up a meeting with me, with me and the girls, and that was like they don't want to meet me. They, they're not ready for that. They see me as an enemy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, if they see you as an enemy, what about your husband? How do your husband see you as? Or what do we see you as? He's telling me, you know, it's not worth the hassle. I'm an optimistic person, but that's not going to never happen with me and his kids having any kind of relationship or them coming over to see him. That's never going to happen. This is one of the things that I would suggest, and this is just a suggestion, because I don't know, do you have children? I do. And how did your are your kids by him or by someone else? My kids are by someone else. How do they relate to him? They get along with him fine. Okay. And the reason I ask that question is because sometimes when the shoe is on the other foot, sometimes adult children are more willing to mama can have somebody, but daddy can't because they don't mm-hmm. know how to, and I can say this even as an adult child myself, when my mother was outdated and my mother had other men, and my thing is separate the relationship, meaning don't interfere with his relationship with his kids, meaning if he wants to have a relationship with his kids, let him have that. And don't talk against it, but be supportive of their relationship and then separate your relationship from him. I mean, not your relationship from him. Separate and have your own relationship with him so that it don't interfere with your marriage, especially if you want your marriage to grow. Does that make sense? 
It does, but I'm I'm not even there anymore. Now, if you know you're not there and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and it's too much drama and it's too much stress, and you see I didn't act how the other woman died because <clears throat> some individuals have, you know, medical conditions that they pass and, you know, it could be a combination of a lot of different things because that could have been a blessing, but you don't have to replace their mother because mm-hmm. you're there for her but if you've already made your mind up and you want out of the marriage, that's still not going to just heal you automatically, what they call from the PTSD that you've already experienced being in that type of situation. And even saying I didn't sign up for this, part of it is when we enter into relationships, some things comes with the territory but it's how we handle it. Sometimes people are not honest about certain situations, but it sounds like you two went into this situation knowing what was going on but didn't know what the cause and the effects were going to be because these not- don't get their own life. They got their own stuff that they're going to have to go through. They got their own situations in relationships that they're going to have to deal with and go through. But right now they may just be projecting it and using an anger because, see, that anger can be used to fuel them to want to blame their dad for something that they don't know how to handle or they don't know how to deal with. But now you're going to have to make a decision on what you want to do with your life. Yeah, I do. And that could be, be a challenge. That could Because I know in my 20s, I was like, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't, mm-mm. Me and this baby mama do not get along. She don't like me. There was some jealousy going on. There was some, she, that was her stuff. And I remember years later, I saw her, when they had Hurricane Katrina, and, you know, him and his kids, lives in, they live in Mississippi, and I remember running to her in Walmart, and I hadn't seen this woman in years. And I spoke to her and had a, finally had a civil conversation with her, and she has no relationship with her daughters. Or it's not a mother-daughter relationship because she didn't know how to be a mother to her kids. And it was Mm -hmm. sad, but I couldn't deal with that stress. I couldn't deal, mm -mm, it was too much. It was way too much for me. I wasn't going to be dealing with things back and forth, you doing things for your kids, and this is the only way you're going to see your kids. No, I ain't got time for that. But to this day, it has not impacted our friendship. It has not impacted our friendship. Now, if you and him can still be friends, that's great. That's a blessing. But if there's some resentment and some animosity, that can cause stress in your body. That's unhealthy, and that could be toxic. And sometimes you never know if some of them adult kids may come back and say, you know what, I appreciate you being there for my father. I appreciate you. I didn't you that before. That ain't going to happen. Huh. You don't know that. You, you don't, that comes with maturity. That comes with maturity. Even if it's been some cussing, name calling, fighting, it comes with maturity. Because some people don't know no better. Yeah. And if he develops a healthy relationship with them and they get their fathered high, you never know what might happen. You never know. 
Well, the door has always been open. I never tried to close the door with his kids. Mm-hmm. Let me let me say this: <clears throat> the child that I said is the child was the child from hell. One day, that little girl called me as an adult and was talking to me. I never thought that that would happen, and we had a decent conversation. And she remembered some of the things from her childhood and living with me and my kids as her sister and brother stuff. I didn't even know she remembered that. I didn't. Oh, wow. And we have no problems today. But when she was a little girl at two, she walked up to me and pointed her finger at me and said, pow, pow. I said, oh, this little heaven want to shoot somebody. (laughs) And then one day I was combing her hair, she said, I don't like my mama. I said, you shouldn't feel that Ooh. way about you. About you. Girl, I wanted to tell my daughter to beat the hell out of her. Like, uh-uh, oh, you oh. can't say that to me. But she was a child. These things were being poured kid. These things were being by an immature mother. And it took her to become an adult to then be able to have a conversation with me. I left them alone. Wow. I had to step back well, I'm, for my own sanity, for my own peace, and so that I would not catch a case. I had to step <laughs> Ouch, ouch, that's serious there. Oh, it was that. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. All I did, I, I left the door open. I didn't know how his daughters were. Didn't even meet him until just by an accident that I met one of them. And I introduced myself, and after that, it's just been bad. Only well, one... They want their daddy. Well, they, they can have their daddy. They can come over. They can come over and visit. I've never said that they couldn't come over and visit. Mhm. Mhm. They just they. As long as you keep that in your heart, what's the problem with the marriage? Because it's two separate issues. It's a lot of issues, honey. Okay, like I said, you. I would have to come. <laughs> Get on your couch and pay you for your services, okay? Well, all you got to do is give me a call <laughs> because this is what mm-hmm. I do all every day. I'm firm, I'm fair, but I'm honest, and I can talk to people about anything. So let me get to some of the issues when we talk about stress and the causes of stress. You know, sometimes we got work-related stress, and sometimes that can be unnecessary, And part of that work-related stress being unnecessary is because sometimes at work we don't know how to say no, and we take on more than what we can actually handle, and that becomes a problem. And not only with work-related stress, we're so busy trying to please people. And when they say that he who pleases everyone pleases no one, because we don't know how to make ourselves happy, we don't know how to make other people happy, and we're like on this roller coaster or this merry-go-round, or we feel like a puppet, always trying to give, but we have people that are givers, we have people that are takers, and some people don't know how to reciprocate. So we got the work-related stress, we got the home stress, we got environmental stressors, we got internal stressors, where some people are dealing with different emotions that may be stressing them out, or dealing with grief, anxiety, frustration about things of whether they can control and some things that they can't control. I tell individuals mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships, 
some of the things that I did in my 20s and 30s, by the time I was in my 40s, I was like, mm-mm-mm. My 50s, uh-uh. I can't be dealing with that. Too much. Too much because it's too much on the body. So tell me mm-hmm. how these things are stressing you out. Repeat the question. I'm sorry. How are How is this situation stressing you out? Oh, girl, the lies. Mm-hmm. It's, too, it's too many lies to deal with, and I just can't believe anything he says anymore at this point, nothing. I feel that the best thing for me to do is concentrate on me and making me happy. That will relieve most of the stress that I have with him. Mm-hmm. So when you say the lies, people lie for different reasons. And sometimes individuals will give a half-truth. Some individuals will lie to avoid situations. They'll tell you, I think, what they, what you, what they think you want to hear. And sometimes mm-hmm. lies, some individuals, what they say, you're a liar and the truth ain't in you. Some individuals are cheaters, and they don't realize when they cheat, they cheat themselves. Because some lies and some cheating is not even necessary. Uh, I just got a text talking about, well, get ready, or get get ready to get stressed out because Reggie's on his way, meaning my son. I don't let my mm-hmm. son stress because I cannot let stress affect and impact my health. So, <laughs> so talking about these lies, how do well, you, you know? My, my, I have a question for you, and let me help yes. you out with this. This is the way I handle things. We all have defense mechanisms. Some defense mechanisms is projection, sublimination. We repress things. I use humor. Sometimes when a person is lying to me, I will laugh. And I'm laughing <laughs> at That's a good thing. That's a good one. I need to start laughing, man. I laugh because... I be wanting to tell people sometimes, you could have kept that lie. <laughs> that wasn't even necessary. You just told an unnecessary lie, okay? That's a good it's one. It's like I my grandson told me yesterday. My grandson, oh, my grandson is horrible with this. My grandson said, basically, Granny, you didn't ask me that question. <laughs> basically, he was telling me what I asked. If I didn't ask the details, he was not going to tell it to me in detail. And I learned that as a woman in my 50s, when I had a my, my last husband that was ooh, ooh, lying, I done dealt with some liars. I dealt with pathological liars. The man told me I one have, time, I, the man told me, I'm going to only answer what you ask. If you don't ask, I ain't going to tell you. I was like, that don't make sense. Really? I'm thinking we could just talk about anything. We could just just let me know. I'd rather for some. I'd rather for you to tell me than for somebody on the streets to come and tell me. Mm-hmm. I don't even let people's lies move me because if you got to do all of that, that's your issue. I ain't gonna let you stress me out with your lies because some people don't keep track of their story, and some people self sabotage relationships. You've got yeah. to know what you're dealing with. You've got to know what you're dealing with. 
and some lies become habitual. Now, if a person is just lying, cheating, betrayal, then there are some things he may need to work on within himself. But forgiveness, you can forgive and not forget. Forgiveness Mm -hmm. is a because forgiveness is going to stop you from being that bitch once you forgive him and you. Walk around with your head up high, knowing I ain't got nothing to do with this. It's your life. It's your drama. That's your stuff. Do that make sense? Yeah, it does. Not worth stressing yourself out of because nothing is going to happen any different between you and him than if he go find another woman. Mm-hmm. I think I need to just laugh a lot more as soon as he open his mouth. Girl, just laugh. Just laugh. I, I need to I laugh. laugh. People tell me, you think everything is funny. You th- I'm calming myself down. So I don't get That's caught up in you. That's what I need to do is laugh more. I need to laugh more. <laughs> yep. Because I'm going to tell you, when you laugh, you change your perception of the stressor. Mm-hmm. You would as it being stressful anymore because part of him lying is because he's lying to himself and don't even he, know it. Well, no, he's not even know. He just know he 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 just has a PhD in lying. Oh, probably it's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. Well, see, some people say, well, you don't want to put him in an environment to where if you if he's honest. You're going to be going off. You're going to be, no, because this is the thing with that. If they come to you to clean up the lie, that's already a problem. But if they were honest from the get-go, then you had a choice of how you wanted to react or respond to what the person wanted, wanted to do, because people will do what they want to do regardless. Right. And I am one. I do not like being lied to. I really don't like being lied to. But I don't think I anybody have, like being lied to. Well, some people do. Some people do, and I'm going to tell you why. Because it puts them in their comfort zone and keeps them in their fantasy land. So they don't mind if they don't know or is not in touch with reality. Because I'm going to tell you, I've done shows and I've done research about spousal abandonment. And from the research that I learned, most individuals thought that their relationship was healthy, that they were happy with their spouse, and then one day their spouse just disappeared and never came back. And they didn't know why. So some people get used to it. But some individuals, it's like like they say, oh, well, you ain't got a lot to kick it. Some people, that's just what they do. And it's not even necessary. Now, I was talking about stress, and how stress is actually a normal part of life. And at times it can serve its purpose. Stress can motivate people to um, perform, or it can motivate people to change. But if you don't handle your stress, it can become long-term, and it can seriously interfere with your job, with your family life, and with your health. And that's how those lies do, too. Some individuals can only lie for so long. And some individuals, when they say, I'm sorry, they want you to give them a pass. No. (laughs) 
that pass, I can't give you no more passes. You done passed out. <laughs> you have yeah. no more life. You cannot phone a friend. <laughs> that is not going to help you. Yeah, so oh, yeah, friends, that's done. Move on. And that is okay. But then you're going to have to start your healing process because you want to also make sure you don't carry that load onto something mm-hmm. else too. Because that can be projected onto another person. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I remember talking to an older lady one time, Miss Parks. My friend Miss Parks is 80-something, almost 90 years old. Sometimes I'll be swearing I'll be with Rosa Parks, okay, when me and Miss Parks oh. are hanging out. But that's my girl. I went mm-hmm. to Miss Parks one time, and I told Miss Parks, I said, Miss Parks, I said, she asked me, she said, baby, how's your ex No, I think we were separated at the time. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I've dealt with pathological liars. i dealt with bigamists, pathological liars, people that was married, demented, they wasn't married. Oh, I, I done had my share of some, some serious... I tell people I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. <laughs> I'm so glad. Oh, wow. But I've had some doozies. I mean, some. try getting married, try living with a person for four years. You get married, and within 90 days, you find out this man got a wife for 12 years. You're like, where the hell she come from? Wow. The mama didn't say nothing. The daddy looked at you and told the son, son, she ain't nothing to reckon with. Everything was blamed on the brother. The, bro- the brother was kind of the one that kind of put it out there, too. But you never knew until you tried to go get a military ID card. And you call this woman, and this woman tell you, I'm his wife for 12 years. Like, and you know you just got married and just had this big old wedding. So, but these things, this man lied. And I should have known when he changed our wedding song to If This World Was Mine. He wanted to be perfect. He wanted to, he didn't want me to know these things, but he didn't give me a chance to make a choice of whether I wanted to deal with you or not. And see, that comes from, that's an inner childhood thing. That's this, this, this thing that some people are so afraid that they're going to be judged because they put on a facade and they start lying and they get so caught up they don't know how to get out of it. But the one thing I can tell you, I never put it off on nobody else. I didn't, I wasn't upset. With, I was upset when I found out because it was not necessary, but I didn't go to jail. <laughs> oh, whoa. I did that the case. is serious. So you didn't catch the case. Didn't get the case. And, and I wasn't even embarrassed. So when my 200 friends and families that was at that wedding would try to throw it up in my face, that wasn't my lie. That was his. I didn't do anything wrong. He did. I wasn't going to punish myself for it. So I'm going to get back to Ms. Part. I got married again after that to another liar. <laughs> Liars just find me. <laughs> and so... My mother oh, used wow. to call it a ball magnet. I, liars find me, okay? And I went to Ms. Parks, and I told Ms. Parks, because she asked me how he was doing. I said, Ms. Parks, that man been lying to me. She said, baby, is this the first time he lied to you? I called him. 
And I said, I am so mad at you. You, be, you, they, he started laughing at me. And I thought about it. I said, you didn't mind it. Oh. He didn't know how to oh, wow. laugh at Because he felt that he had to lie to me by me. And that wasn't necessary. Okay? So that's just a little bit of information when we talk about the unnecessary, like the unnecessary stress. Now, when we talk about stress, that background noise, I guess you're driving or wherever you went out, background noise. No, I was getting in my car. I was, I was, um, I was at the park with my, my dog, and then I walked back to the car and my Bluetooth connected. Okay, no problem. So when we start yeah. talking about I'm going to mute it for a minute, and then I'll put you back, take it back off. Now, it says that more than 70% say that they experience physical and emotional symptoms of it because stress is serious. Causes of stress, everyone has different stress triggers. Work stress tops the list. According to a survey that they did, they found that 40% of U.S. workers admit to experiencing office stress, and one quarter say that work is the biggest source of their stresses. Now, after that comes a lot of other things. Now, causes of work stress includes being unhappy with your job, having a heavy workload, too much responsibilities, working long hours, having poor management, unclear expectations of your work, or saying no in decision-making process, working under dangerous conditions, being insecure about your chances for advancement at work, fear of risk of termination, having to give speeches in front of colleagues, and facing discrimination or harassment at work, especially if your company isn't supportive. Those are some of the things that they said. Then we have life stressors, the death of a loved one. Individuals don't realize how how stressors and we rate stressors, a death of a loved one or a is a number one. It rates very, very high. Divorce causes stress. Loss of job, increase in financial obligations, getting married can cause stress, moving to a new home, chronic illness or injury, emotional problems such as depression, anxiety, grief, guilt, low self-esteem, Taking care of an elderly or sick family member, now that's stressful. And also, not only taking care of the person, if you have a family member with a terminal illness, such as cancer, because I know Precious Predicaments was designed or the show, the topic, because of my mother's name was Precious. I think my mother was one of the hardest things to do in life. Traumatic events such as natural disasters, a theft, a rape, a violence against you or a loved one can also cause stress. Now, sometimes the stress can come from inside rather than outside. You can stress yourself out just by worrying about things. Now, all these factors can lead to stress, fear and uncertainty. That is huge. Attitudes and perceptions. Sometimes we stress ourselves out over stuff that ain't even ours just because we think. Another thing, unrealistic expectations, change. A lot of changes, any major life change can be stressful. Even, like we said, a happy um, planning for a wedding, a promotion, things of that nature. Now, your stress level is based on your 
and respond. Now, caller, I don't know. Every time I click you back over to see if you want to talk, I could just hear a whole lot of noise, okay? So part of your personality is how you deal with the stressors. Now, when you're in a stressful situation, your body launches a physical response. Your nervous system springs into its action, releases hormones that actually prepares you to either fight, flight, or what we call freeze. It's like what you go do. Now, what we what happens is your heart can beat faster, your breathing gets faster, your muscles tense, you start to sweat. This kind of stress is short-term, temporary, acute stress, and your body usually recovers from it quickly. But when individuals have chronic stress, it can do a whole lot to your body. Now, if you've been stressed out, just think about if it's unnecessary. You can reduce some of these headaches, fatigue, difficulty sleeping, difficulty concentrating, upset stomach irritabilities, especially if you're dealing with unnecessary stress. When we start talking about when stress becomes long-term, if it's not properly addressed, it can lead to a number of serious conditions, such as depression, high blood pressure, abnormal heartbeat, hardening of the arteries, heart disease, heart attack. As I was talking about um, my last husband, he died of a heart attack, 54 years old, stressed himself out. No matter how much I talked to him to try to reduce his stressors, he still was stressing himself out. He died of a heart attack. Wow. I won't do that one. I won't do that one. See, but you know what? I don't know if you're driving, your windows are down up. I just hear a lot of... I roll my windows up, but I am driving. I'm driving home okay. now. Okay. I just want to make sure that the noise is not distracting. Do you know that okay. there's called weight gain, weight loss, changes in your sex drive, fertility problems, flare-ups, such as asthma or arthritis? Because I know when my son get on my nerves, Lord, my I can't move. I start moving like my daughter tell, told me one time. I look like the people on Thriller, on the Thriller video. <laughs> I'll be okay. Uh, I'm my butt. And I said, you know uh, what? I'm not going to let other people stress me out like this. This ain't my problem. And sometimes I have I'm to I'm going to learn how to laugh, though. You go what? I'm going to learn how to laugh. Do that. I'm going to tell you, you will feel so much better. You may piss folks off, but that's okay. <laughs> My son be like, oh, everything ain't funny. Mom, it ain't funny. I be like, baby, I'm laughing so I don't be the hell out of you. Because some of the things <laughs> on my last nerve. And people be warning me, Jeanette, here come your son. Jeanette, here come. It's like Steve Harvey just said, Mama, there come. Here come that man. And I told my son, hey, you are Last one left get on my nerves. You are the <laughs> Well, I'm leaving the state. That's a lie. Bye. bye, boy, bye. Now, how do I stop unnecessary stress? Because we're talking about unnecessary stress. You first have to identify your stressors. Write them down. <laughs> Play them out. Prioritize things. What's in your control What's not in your control? Now, I'm looking at something, and it talks about seven tips to avoid stress. We first got to take care of ourselves. Avoid drugs and alcohol as they can add to stress. You know, some individuals don't realize that as soon as something happens, I need a drink. 
or people go to a bar. But if you go help your stress, all you gonna do is gain some weight, eat drunk, get a DUI, act out your emotions, that, and a drunk can't sleep. So when people start drinking, they ain't going to sleep. All they gonna do is drive you nuts. Another thing is engage yeah. in self relaxation. You gotta find things to win. Things are going on, and it ain't your problem. Walk away from it and go do something to relax you. Take breaks when needed. Seek out social support. Connect with others socially. Maintain a normal routine and give back to others. Those mm-hmm. are things that help you. Now, we talk about yeah. what is an example of avoidable stress because some things you just got to avoid. Some pitfalls, some situations, and like you talk about people lying. When people come to you nowadays and you meet people on the street, they're not going to tell you to hold everything. You're not going to tell them everything. But you want to be able to engage in a conversation because dating is actually getting to know somebody. But you want to make sure that that, that you're getting to know is worth your time and worth your investment. Because if not, it's best to leave the situation early than to invest years and years and years only to be angry not only at them but also yourself. So some things we need to avoid even with toxic relationships. Now, avoidable stressors are things we can stay away from or control in some way. Avoiding these helps us feel less stress. Example, not hanging out with someone who always sick on you is an example. I tell my son... I will never, and I like, I used to, because I don't get the feel out of it as much as I did before. I used to like my stress reliever was going to the casino. My daughter used to tell me, Mom, you're the happiest person in the casino. Win or lose, <laughs> I have fun, I'm talking, I'm dancing, I'm eating. I, I'm just having a ball. But I realized I was wasting time. And I realized I was watching people waste money. And I'm sitting there, even I just went, the other day, and I won. I was doing good, even though I could have walked came home with more than what I did. But I wanted to enjoy myself because I wanted to get away from my son because that's, that's my mm-hmm. conflict. Just get away from him. Just stay away from him. Going to the casino. My son got kicked out of the casino. <laughs> they politely escorted him out of the casino. I was so mad, I wanted to kick his butt. But I couldn't wow. beat him up in the in the casino. But how dare you come in here and embarrass me and ask the food in here and get kicked out and then go say, give me your keys. I ain't giving you my car keys. I walked out of my vehicle, no. You done lost your mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Get the stress out. You not going with me because you impulsive. So when we start talking about these unnecessary stress, we got to know the difference between our stress, our stress levels, how it affects us, how to make sure we don't become irritated by other people's problems. What's mm-hmm. Another way of looking at it is something that ain't yours. We be so busy trying to make other people happy. We be so busy trying to other people's problems. It's like we invite they stuff into our lives. Even alone. Yeah. Because it's hot. Because it's hot. 
don't do this because it's going to cause this. We think we are infallible, but stress heals. You're not infallible. You've got to learn how to handle your stress. Talk to somebody. Any questions before we end the show today? And I appreciate you calling and sharing. I really do. Thank you. Do you have any questions for me? What was that? Do you have any questions for me or anything you want the listeners to know before you before we end the show today? No. I'm going to let you text on another call, but yes, thank you. I'm going to be joining you a lot more often. Thank you so much. And you can Google I'm gonna, my name. I'm going to laugh. My, my thing laugh. is to laugh from now on. I'm going to laugh. Every time I hear him open his mouth, I'm just going to laugh. <laughs> and if he gets offended, I'm, don't worry about it. Don't worry okay, about it. Yeah. And I'm going to say this, too. Keep your self-respect. Don't let nobody bring you out of character. It's not worth it. Okay. It's so not worth it. And once you teach him how to respect you, once his kids see that they not moved, you're not moved by their behavior, if you want to walk out the marriage, that's your choice. That's your choice. If enough is enough, that's your choice. But by that same token, do it for you, only for you, not for what your friends said, not for what your family said, not do it for you. And um, if you can't change the situation, work on you and how you react and respond to it. Mm-hmm. And if he's cheating and lying, you need to let him know, I will not allow you to continue to disrespect me because I deserve better. You don't have to bring up old stuff and fight below the belt and tell him what you've done and how you've been. You don't need to do all of that because he knows that. Some people yeah. don't appreciate what they had until it's gone because they yes. don't think people are anywhere. And what most people don't realize is women check out emotionally before they check out physically. Mm-hmm. They will there that physically, but mentally, they're not even there. Ain't even thinking about you. Don't even care no more. And when you get to the point where you don't care no more, that could be dangerous, very dangerous. So know you and realize what's necessary, meaning what's within your control, and what's unnecessary, meaning that's not in your control. Know the difference and figure out what's going to work for you. Because you really may not be able to help him with his situation with his kids, but listen to him because those are his kids, but foster their relationship and keep your relationship with him separate until things can be better. Okay. Because anything is possible. Because like I said, when I talk to my ex-husband, I ask him, how your kids doing? He'll share. That young lady know, and I called her, I labeled her the child from hell a long time ago. And hmm. it wasn't like the, it was a bad marriage. It was just a blended family. He He had a perception that he didn't want his childhood trauma to interfere with it, and that wasn't even the issue. But as long as the child was going back and forth, back and forth, that was the problem. And I remember one time I had him on a radio show, and I said to him, I said, you know, when you moved to Mississippi, I thought you was coming back. He said, that was my plan to come back. But it's been 30-something years. He's still in Mississippi. Well, now, where are and, you located? Are you in California still? California. I'm in California, yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, I 
have several office locations. I do telehealth. But like I said, if you Google Jeanette Abney, and my last name is spelled A-B-N-E-Y, you'll see who I am. But, oh, I know um, who you are. Okay. <laughs> you just don't you know remember what? who I am. Ooh, see, when that happens to me, I'll be like, okay, how would I know who you are? You laughing at me now. I'm like, I know who you are. <laughs> what is your you, you do know who I am, but you just haven't seen me in quite some time. See, now you got me thinking. And see, because normally I remember, I don't remember names. I am horrible with names. But I That's remember okay. And I remember situations. And if you know who I am, did we grow up together? Did we go to the same school? Did we? Because I'm in Oceanside, but I did grow up in Compton. Okay. You like, <laughs> you I mean, you like, I ain't telling. <laughs> I'm going to tell I'm going to hit you on Facebook and let you know who I am. Okay. No problem. I'm no going to message you but... and let you know who I am, and it's going to shock you. Okay, well, no problem, because you know what? I enjoyed the conversation, and at least you hear what I do. If you know who I am, people know me or know of me. I'm still the same Jeanette from back in the day. I just do things yeah, differently. You, you still do, sound the same, too, yes. You what? I said, yes, you still sound the same, too. <laughs> okay. I'm All glad right, I got well, you laughing, so that's a good thing. We're going to end it on a good note, and I'm going to be back in the room next. What is it? You do this every Tuesday or every day? I do the show on Mondays at 2 p.m. and on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Because people were telling me that they were more available in the evening than in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So I take time out of my day to try to accommodate the listeners to get them to, you know, engage and talk and share Mm -hmm. and People, it's free therapy because I am a therapist, you know. So this is my my way of giving back, and this is my way of reaching individuals because, like, just even you being on the show, sharing what you shared, you have no idea how many people on Facebook that may be watching on Facebook Live, listening, or that may be listening to the show because the show is also heard in different languages and trans in different countries on different platforms. One day I Googled, and I was mm-hmm. like, dang, they got me Amazon. I'm like, really, Amazon? What the hell, Amazon? You know, so it's a lot of ways that information, people are getting this information. And you have no idea how many people may be going through what you're going through. Because everybody has I, problems, and I'll put mine out there. Trust me, I will. Because if I can help somebody else out, that's good. And And that's the thing, because you never know how many people have dealt with blended families or people mm-hmm. are dealing with transitions to where, like you said, even his adult kids losing their mother. That's hard. Yeah. It's been, my mother's been gone for 15 years. I didn't know what life was going to be like with my mother transitioning and then lose my father seven years after I lost my mom. You know, so that's a lot. And so as an yeah. adult now, I thought, oh, I'm an orphan. I ain't got no parents. But then I still have other people in my life that are seniors to me that I look at as parental figures. So that helps. So you never, and my mother used to always say, keep living. 
So a lot of things that I even share on the show is things that I learned along the way and also things that I've learned from other people. And I just don't mind talking about it. And mm-hmm. some things we don't have to be embarrassed about, like you was talking about, nope. you know. I don't condone things, but I understand. I understand. And sometimes we get ourselves caught up in situations. Sometimes we got to figure out how to get ourselves out of this situation because it can affect us physically as well as mentally. Right. Let this stress you out because he has to deal with his children, adult children, and perhaps grandchildren, and you don't want to be viewed as the bad guy, and you're not the bad guy. But they got to handle their own stuff, and you got to deal with your own stressors too. Okay? So, again, yes. I'm going to be looking at Facebook waiting to see and see who you are. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're going to find out later on today who I am. I promise you that. All right, because the voice is starting to sound familiar, but okay. All right, well, thank you very much. And, again, tomorrow at 6 p.m., I will be talking about helpmate. Because a lot of times individuals don't know a helpmate from a helper, from a slave, from a wife, from a girlfriend. When we start talking about being a helpmate, what does that really mean? When we start talking about being a virtuous woman or being a king, what does that really mean? Are you too compatible? Are you helping each other? Are you building? Are you growing? Are you doing it biblically? Or are you wasting somebody's time? That's something we're going to talk about tomorrow. So if you don't know how to be a helpmate, get out of somebody's way, okay? Uh-oh. So, again, will be hosted by Jeanette Abney, licensed marriage family therapist, and hopefully I will have someone on that will also be able to give you some information from a spiritual perspective. And we talk about it from all types of religions, whether it's Jehovah Witness, whether it's Baptist, whether it's Christian, whether it's Mormon, it don't matter. However you want to share it, let's share it, as we're talking about being a helpmate. So that'll be tomorrow at 6 p.m. at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. So until then, remember, you got this. Or if you have a show or a topic you want me to talk about, give me a call. Let me know. My oh. office number is 714-992-1677. And the calls are forwarded to my cell phone. So I will answer because I'm nosy. So <laughs> <laughs> until tomorrow, remember you got this. And again, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you. Okay? Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.